Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Caught up earlier today with David Mason. He's the MD at New Peak Metals, formerly Dark Horse Resources. Uh, they talk to us about their projects in New Zealand, Argentina, Finland, and Sweden. So lots of optionality. And if you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversation, the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. We can also find detailed company reports and analysis, commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. There are training courses on there to help you with the diligence. We've got summaries of other interviews that we've done to save you some time because we know you're busy. And if you want to join a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly and safe environment, free from trolling, judgment and abuse, you can do that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. David, how are you, sir? I'm very fine, uh, Matthew, and uh, very pleased to be with uh, you here today, obviously. Yeah, well, uh, thanks. Thanks for joining us all the way from Jakarta. And I was just we were reminiscing slightly before. So we we last saw each other pre-COVID. I think it was in London. I think it was the one-to-one conference in London when life was normal. How have you been? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Sitting in a seat uh, uh, in a particular city or country rather than travelling around the world—that's probably the biggest change. Uh, but uh, you start getting used to it and you get used to speaking with people like this on Zoom and, and other video conferencing. But uh, yeah, look, Jakarta is where I'm at at the moment. I was in Brisbane uh, for most of the months of uh, January, February, but uh, back here now. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's a great location for basing oneself to travel around the world. Uh, Singapore is just across the, the sea and uh, Singapore is a great hub for getting into America or getting into, into Europe. And, and, you know, that's where we're focusing on at the moment. Right. Okay. Fantastic. So, yeah, so we've not had a COVID update from Jakarta. I get COVID updates every day. I think I'm an epicenter right, for COVID well, updates. So, so what's happening there? What are the restrictions? How are they dealing with it? Yeah. Well, um, it, it's it's one of these countries that you're not a hundred percent sure uh, how good quality is the testing, the information uh, that you're getting. You know, you, you, you're certainly not going to get tested uh, to the same degree uh, here in Indonesia as you would have, say, in the UK or Australia or elsewhere. Uh, so um, there's very minimal testing uh, and perhaps subsequently there's uh, not so many cases of COVID. Uh, there's various stories about why that might be uh, might be, it, you know, it's a warm climate. We don't have the cold. Uh, we don't have the winters like yourselves uh, in Northern Europe uh, and in, you know, the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, but, uh, you know, look, COVID is one of those things, I think, where you have to manage it yourself and be responsible for yourself and, and those around you. And I think if uh, if you do look after yourself and and, uh, and you consider it for others and, and your communities, uh, you know, we, we, we can all get along and I think we'll get beyond this uh, quicker, quicker than the normal. The vaccines will obviously help. We don't, we don't see much of it at the moment. But boy, I have to say, been watching a bit of news in the UK. You guys are really, uh, you're, you're really getting the jab now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's the, it's, it's the one thing. Perhaps with the gust cover, we are getting right. Uh, you know, after the yeah. event. Yeah. Um, well, look, we are here to talk about New Peak Metals, which is um, the revitalized version of, of Dark Horse when we spoke there a couple of years ago. Um, so why don't you give us a one minute overview of what it is that your company uh, is trying to be, and then we'll dive into some questions. Yeah, okay, great. Certainly, Matthew. So look, uh, I, I am the managing director and CEO of, of New Peak Metals, uh, which is our, our new brand. Uh, we're an Australian listed resource company, um, and we've got a prime focus on gold uh, throughout the world. 
Uh, we've been operating in Argentina for a number of years um, and we're actually currently drilling in Argentina at a, a very prominent project of ours, Catchy Gold Project. But we've moved into newer jurisdictions. So uh, we acquired some gold properties in Finland, uh, some multi-element uh, metal properties in Sweden uh, going back nine months ago. Uh, we're starting to advance those now, and uh, we've moved into the South Island of New Zealand in the Otago gold fields. So we find ourselves uh, quite widespread um, in different uh, geographic jurisdictions. There's obviously some challenges uh, uh, in that, uh, but they're all very good jurisdictions for exploration and mining, uh, very large gold resources, gold mines uh, in, in all of those uh, countries. Our main objective really is implementing quality exploration programs to achieve a discovery. And we're targeting a, a tier one world-class precious metal gold silver uh, resource uh, in these jurisdictions. So how should people label you? Are you a project generator? Uh, yeah, certainly. So, uh, well, we have been uh, 2020. Uh, certainly, uh, you'd consider us as a project uh, generator, uh, but we're satisfied with the projects we have at the moment. Uh, we believe they've all got extremely good potential. So now is a, a focus on actually exploration uh, and, uh, and that discovery uh, that I was referring to. Okay, so th thanks for the, uh, the overview, for, first of all. Um, you know, obviously, since we last spoke, you picked up a bunch of new projects. And as a project generator, that's, that's what you need. But perhaps you need to explain what that model is and how you create value for your shareholders with that model. Okay, so yeah, look, we're, we are, we're rather expansive, um, you know, being in, uh, in, in a number of different world uh, jurisdictions. And uh, there is some challenges uh, for managing and, of course, funding these. Uh, but um, I guess, uh, you know, we're big and long-term thinkers. Uh, you've got to have optionality, uh, you know, in today's world. So, um, you know, mineral resource projects, you can go through tens, often hundreds of projects uh, before one might actually come to realisation. So, um, you know, you've got to work through that from you've got to have smart people, you've got to have smart technical people, engineering people working for you. Uh, you've got to have good management uh, and really strong leadership. So, um, I mean, we pride ourselves on these things. We've got an impeccable record for discovering very large tier one gold resources, precious metal resources, energy resources and other strategic critical metals. I mean, within our leadership team, which has our directors and our senior executives. So we believe we have the team uh, uh, to do this. Uh, to be able to manage uh, in these different jurisdictions. Look, we've implemented exploration drilling programs in Argentina uh, over the last uh, six months and New Zealand remotely, whilst we're sitting in Jakarta or Brisbane, uh, wherever we might be. We've, uh, we've got some really good networks out there. We've, uh, we've got teams working in the field. We've got drilling results um, uh, coming through. So we're, we're moving forward uh, as if, uh, you know, COVID era didn't actually exist and, 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 um, and, and having great success of that. But, you know, principally, um, we generated those projects. We're now diligently working on those projects. Uh, we're heading towards discovery. We'll then go into resource definition. And we believe that this year uh, we will have achieved that and you'll see a re-rating in New Peak 
uh, in terms of its market cap uh, and share price. Okay, that bit interests me because it's been fairly flatline news for a few years, right? So the change of name, change of model is important because something needed to give, right? So should we start with, should, let's do a couple of things. So I want to talk about the, the people because you talk about impeccable track records. So I want to touch upon that and then I would like to move on to the sort of structure of the company as it stands with the you know, 5 billion shares out. I want to understand how that's going to move. So. Talk to me about these impeccable track records. From who? What? Okay, well, I'll, I'll start with my chairman, uh, Nick Mather. Uh, I think he's fairly well known in the resource uh, industry. Um, uh, he, uh, he, he runs DGR Global. Uh, it's our largest shareholder, so it's about a 10% shareholder. Uh, uh, Nick, uh, of course, is also uh, CEO of uh, Solgold. Solgold's uh, a, a copper gold uh, resource company operating uh, in Ecuador in uh, northern South America. Um, you know, they've had some exceptional success. And Nick, Nick's really taken that company uh, to some quite uh, high high levels and achieve some great things. Uh, so Nick Mather's my chairman. He's, uh, he's a great leader uh, and uh, he's an incredible strategic thinker. So great to have on the board, great to have there as a, uh, as a, sounding, uh, a sounding board. And, um, you know, he, he gives me a lot of direction. Uh, and then I guess uh, I add to that and then implement these things. Uh, Neil Stewart, uh, uh, he's a, a geologist. Uh, had a great deal of success in South America, uh, in Africa, uh, in, in Asia and Australia. Uh, he and I came into New Peak uh, five or six years ago. He's retired now, uh, but he's had some exceptional successes. Uh, Cerro Negro, multi-million ounce gold uh, uh, resource project and mine in uh, southern Argentina, nearby where our catchy project is. Neil actually was very instrumental in, in moving that project forward to, to where it is today. He was also the founding uh, director and and a major shareholder of Australian uh, lithium brine uh, producer, also in Argentina, uh, Oracobre. So uh, he's uh, he's put that together. And I think when we last spoke, we were in that lithium space a little. Uh, we decided to move out of that space. Uh, it you know the, the 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 commodity prices of lithium have sort of been up and down a little bit, and um, it's got a great future. Uh, but New Peak decided not to continue to pursue that and to principally focus on on gold. Uh, and then I've got a great exploration team around me. Um, you know, uh, exploration manager both in Australia, in Argentina in Finland, in New Zealand. Uh, they're high-quality geoscientists, um, uh, very professional in the way they, uh, they design and plan our exploration programs, and, and excellent managers in, in manage, managing the implementation uh, of those programs uh, for success. So, uh, look, I'm really pleased. It's not a, it's, this is not a David Mason uh, uh, company. Uh, I'm a member of a team, and uh, it's really a team effort, uh, you know, that brings some of these things to uh, fruition and realisation. Are you paying those guys with cash? Uh, uh, no, not all of them. So the directors, uh, uh, not at all, including myself as the CEO. Um, so for the last uh, three or four years, uh, pretty well all the directors' fees and certainly uh, the absolute majority of my remuneration uh, has uh, has been converted to stock. 
so uh, we are preserving our cash resources in that. Uh, cash is obviously is a key. Uh, you know, we can raise several million dollars at any one point, but you know, we're implementing drilling programs. They cost money. We we prefer to see that uh, that cash spent in the ground. So uh, directors, senior management, many of the senior management are taking stock. Um, and uh, you know that's they're following the example of the directors, and and that's really comfortable and comforting uh, for certainly for myself. I, I'm actually a seven percent uh, a shareholder now, so uh, I've uh, increased my shareholding in the company because I have sacrificed uh, that cash uh, remuneration. And some of the other senior executives are one, two, three percent shareholders as well uh, because they've followed suit. Right. Okay. You just raised some money in the market. Um, yeah. Where did, where did that come from? So it was uh, just over 1.6 million. Um, 1.4 came out of Australia, uh, mostly new investors. Uh, so there's a bit of Australian and Singapore investment there. But 200,000 came out of Europe. Uh, we've got uh, a strategy now of dual listing in Frankfurt, in Germany, um, because of our northern European projects. Uh, we feel that there's a lot of um, interest in New Peak. Uh, in Europe. Uh, there's a lot of money in Europe. Uh, I've done a bit of marketing in, in the UK and in Europe over the last few years. And uh, I believe that uh, listing in Frankfurt will give us the opportunity to get some fresh funds uh, and some new faces and new investors uh, into New Peak. And uh, I believe that's going to have a quite a significant effect on our capital structure and on our, our, and on our value. Yeah, I, I, I think with the European assets, I think that Probably makes a lot of sense. Um, the thing that they're going to have to get used to is five billion shares out. That's an Aussie thing. Well, even five yeah. billion is sort of a bit to toppy for an Aussie firm. So, what, are you going to do anything about that? Uh, well, okay, yeah, certainly, uh, yeah, five billion stock. Uh, the boards discussed this uh, on several occasions, and we do have a strategy uh, to consolidate the capital structure. Uh, normally, one would do that on a rising share price. So, um, you know, history has shown us that if your share price is static, uh, it's not a very prudent. Uh, uh, thing to do. Uh, so we'll wait till our share price starts increasing on the back of the news flow that we'll be getting uh, now and over the next number of months throughout this year from the uh, from the drilling programs that we're implementing. Our European investors are questioning me on that and uh, I tell them uh, that story. But, you know, many Australian companies have got lots of shares out there. I mean, we have a almost a 30% investment in Lakes Oil. It's an Australian uh, oil and gas exploration company. It's a very big investment uh, for us. Uh, and uh, they've got 30 billion. So we own 10 billion stock of their 30 plus billion stock. So, you know, uh, but it doesn't really matter whether we own, you know, 30% of 30 billion stock or or 30% of uh, 100 million stock. Uh, you know, the, the pie is still the same size. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those bizarre... <laughs> Things that in Australians seem to understand, but the rest of the world uh, don't, um, because it's one of the first questions that people look at. They, they do they do get concerned about it. Um, well, let's start talking about some of these projects because I think the way you've laid it out, you know, you've got multiple projects, and you can look at it as positive. You can say that that we've got great optionality, but it's also a huge liability when you've not got much cash. You've got to be very clear to the market about where you're going to focus your dollars, why those dollars are going to drive value or going to contribute towards a growth story. So 
Can you break it down for us? What are you going to spend your time, money and effort on? Yeah, certainly. And please do so. Um, yeah, look, it's a great question. Um, we're operating only in Argentina, but we found Argentina, uh, the jurisdiction uh, got a little bit difficult in 2019. Uh, so we saw uh, a really good reason for uh, expanding uh, outside of Argentina into other jurisdictions, focusing on gold. Uh, so we moved into Northern Europe and we moved into New Zealand and we made acquisitions and we've um, applied for new permits in, in those jurisdictions as well. So three jurisdictions, Argentina, New Zealand, Finland, principally. Three balls in the air, if you like. However, there's several balls in the air in each one of those uh, countries. Two really good projects in Argentina, uh, a number of projects in New Zealand and similarly in Finland. Um, at this early phase of uh, discovery, which is, which is the phase we're in, we're not yet in full resource definition. Okay, in the discovery phase, you only have small, smaller drilling programs which are lower cost. It's not until you actually get to that discovery and then you are starting to prove the size and the grade of the resource, uh, which is a fairly mechanical process in many respects. What we're doing is the really strategic uh, thinking side of the business. You know, where do we drill? Um, you know, which, which project uh, do we do we focus on? All these sorts of things, and these things are turning around in, in our mind continuously. But it's not a large cost. Uh, we, we 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 we're implementing small drilling. Uh, if we hit, move it on, and it goes into the resource definition phase. If we're not going to hit something good, we'll park that project or uh, we'll relinquish that project and move to the next one. So we've got this suite uh, or portfolio of projects. Uh, we've got lots of optionality in different jurisdictions. We have sufficient funds to be drilling in uh, Cachi, Lassapenius in Argentina, uh, Capburn, Giraboldi and Carrick in New Zealand, Hupiavari and, Sumar and Sumaro in, uh, in Finland. We've got the funds to do that. I'm talking half a million dollars uh, for a, a reasonable, uh, good look at one of those particular targets, one of those projects. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll raise a couple of million dollars uh, at each time. That might go over a six-month period. Uh, and then in another six-month period, we'll, we'll go back to the market and raise some more. Uh, that's more than sufficient to move us through uh, that phase until we hit discovery. Uh, and uh, if we do hit discovery, those projects will fund themselves. If you've got a good project, a good gold project, which is showing the signs of being a, a tier one multi-million ounce resource, the money just comes flowing into the company. Uh, experience has showed that. Right, but it hasn't to date. So Argentina has been a difficult jurisdiction for lots of reasons, depending on which province you're in as well, I guess it's easier or harder. Um, what gives you the confidence that anything's gonna change in Argentina? Oh, well, things have changed. So I mentioned 2019 uh, was a difficult time. So they had a change of president, a change, of, a complete change of government. Um, they, they ran into some financial economic difficulties again, um, and uh, they've cleaned themselves up uh, over the last 18 months. So come late 2020, early 2021, all the big mining companies are all back in Argentina, particularly in southern Argentina, where we are in Cachi, in the in the Santa Cruz province. You know, you've got the barracks, you've got the Amanas, you've uh, 
the Anglo Gold Ashantis, they're all working there. And some medium-sized ones, Challenger, for instance, uh, at their Hulian project, had some great successes there over the last uh, six to 12 months. So uh, our Lassipenius project is uh, probably not dissimilar to uh, that, that Hulian Challenger project. And, uh, you know, we've got plans to drill that uh, coming up over the next couple of months. Uh, and uh, we're really excited uh, that we might also get something really uh, quite interesting. We've proved it on the surface. I mean, it's incredibly high-grade gold and silver, you know, 50 grams per tonne, three kilograms of silver uh, on certain samples uh, that we've uh, discovered sitting on the surface. We just need to drill down underneath to prove that that system is fertile at depth, uh, and then, you know, we've got ourselves... Uh, half a million ounce uh, gold uh, deposit or, or or larger. Okay, I'll come back to how we move these projects on in a second because I want people to understand, you know, your your motivation and your your exit plans and all of those wonderful things. But let's let's talk about some of the other projects first. You've got, you've got Finland and Sweden. Now, Finland's obviously about gold, which you've said is, I guess, more topical at the moment than Sweden, which is tungsten, which is perhaps not flavor of the month at the, at the moment. So, again, what, what do you know about the, the Finnish asset or how you're going to approach it? So actually in Finland, uh, we acquired uh, a portfolio of gold properties in southern Finland around uh, Tampere gold fields. Uh, there's some operating mines there by Dragon, which is a Hong Kong listed company. Um, and uh, uh, Sotkamo, the Finnish company that we acquired these assets from, it was developing a silver mine. Uh, and the management wanted to focus only on that. So these gold projects were actually just a distraction uh, for it. Uh, we picked them up at a very reasonable price. Discovery's actually been already made at one of those projects in Finland, the Hopiavari project. Uh, you know, they and the geological survey have drilled there previously, and they've had in intersections 10 and 15 metres thick you know, running 10 and 15 grams per tonne. So they are very anomalous uh, drilling results. Uh, what that project just needs is more drilling uh, to expand the resource. So it's really the discoveries there will be doing more resource definition work. Last month, we acquired a group of uh, an, uh, an, another group of uh, southern Finland gold proper properties from Sunstone, Australian listed company. They're focusing on Ecuador. Um, you know, there's a lot of people operating, obviously, in, in Ecuador uh, these last year or two. So, again, it was a bit of a distraction for Sunstone. We picked up their assets and they've got a project, uh, Samaro. Uh, it's also got drilling intersections. You know, they've got an intersection 20 metres of thickness running about two to three grams per tonne of gold. So, again, these are commercial uh, gold intersection and values if you can prove the size uh, of these things. So, again, it's more a resource definition style of project, and that's our intentions uh, in Finland. Okay, and again, just to kind of go through the projects, New Zealand, you've got four projects as, as well. So again, how are you approaching those? Just to finish off uh, Northern Europe, if I may, uh, Matthew, okay, Sweden. Sure. Uh, yeah, so it is known as a tungsten project, but um, we released uh, some, uh, some early results uh, just this week. Um, we did a little bit of exploration, uh, surface exploration in December uh, in Sweden, and uh, it's proven that it's got uh, tungsten, copper, molybdenum, T, 
tin. So, you know, we've got copper values over 2% copper. We've got high uh, molybdenum. We've got tin in the system. And, and there's a couple of, there's 0.2, 0.3 grams of gold. So it's actually a multi-element project. We, we labelled it tungsten because we acquired it. Uh, in, 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 that, uh, in that way. But the early work that we've done shows, shows that it's got some multi-elements multi and minerals. And, you know, look, there's a number of those minerals that are the flavour of the month. Tin, uh, for example, copper, uh, of, of course. And if it's got gold in there as well, uh, we believe we're in a really interesting geological region. Okay, so, so I, I, I thought you'd discount it because you only named New Zealand, Finland, and Argentina at the beginning. Okay, so Sweden yeah. is on the table. So four, four regions, right? Okay, um, should we talk about New Zealand? Those four projects, though. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so there's one major project, Capburn, uh, which we uh, which we're earning into. Uh, we, we took seventy five percent upfront, but we'll we'll earn hundred percent as we move along. Uh, we we drilled in uh, in. Uh, December. Uh, it was just a, a, an early start to the program. Rig availability actually is very difficult worldwide at the moment. So uh, you can't just sort of uh, ring up a drilling company and get a drilling uh, rig to come and start next week or next month. Uh, in Argentina, uh, or South America, in Australia, New Zealand, in Europe, uh, rig demand is, uh, is just quite incredible at the moment. So being a small company, um, you know, we don't have the kudos and the, uh, uh, as, a, as a big company would that can, you know, lay 20,000 metres of drilling on the table. We're, we're asking for one, two, 3,000 metres size programs. And so we take a bit of second priority. So uh, regrettably, we only managed to, to get the rig back working in New Zealand last week. So We've had a couple of months hiatus, but it's back there and it's working. And Capburn is starting to look really good. It's adjacent to Oceana Gold's McRae's mine. McRae's mine's been operating for 20 plus years. Um, it operates at about 200,000 ounces uh, a year, uh, production of gold. Um, and it's got still plus 3 million ounces of Jork resources. Uh, defined sitting in the ground. And where uh, uh, we've got that project uh, drilling at the moment, and we've made application for seven new exploration permits uh, in New Zealand. We're waiting in, in that area of Otago nearby Capburn. We're waiting for those to be granted. Uh, we expect that to happen. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a process. So it'll happen over the next number of months to six months. And then we'll start systematic exploration on some of those. Two, two, two uh, really important ones there are Carrick and Garibaldi. Uh, both have had a substantial amount of work. Uh, uh, there is a lot of gold in the system in both those projects. Uh, so I guess we're looking forward to be able to getting on the ground, uh, reviewing all the previous work, designing our own exploration programs, getting them implemented. I, I'm almost overwhelmed by how much <laughs> is going good. on, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, like I say, a, a good thing and a bad thing in, in the sense I, if I can't yeah. wrap my head around it, I, I, I'm going to struggle to know what I'm investing into. So I need to talk about the plan or at least how you approach monetizing this because you're doing a little bit of work, so you know, a little bit more than just a greenfield site. So you, you say, well, we've got a sense of what's going on at surface or you know underground to some degree, but there's not a lot of drilling, not a lot of meters. So is the idea to bring in 
partners to have earnings, to go and raise the capital yourself. You can't do that for all projects. So how do you break this down? How do you go from, well, you seem to range from 10 to 20 million bucks, depending on the day of the week, uh, in terms of market <laughs> cap, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And in a, in a gold environment like this, where perhaps the shine slightly come off of it in the last couple of months, what's the plan? How do you grow? Why should shareholders be looking at this and going, do you know what? I think they've finally got to a point where I actually understand what they're doing. I understand how they're going to move forward. I understand where the value is coming from. So how do you explain that? Okay. So, well, the first thing is the optionality, okay? Uh, We've already uh, made the discoveries on surface. So all we need to do is to prove that they are at depth. Okay, the gold grades and the silver grades, they're on the surface. We've done that work over the last two or three years or other companies have done that on our behalf. So a number of drill holes in some of these projects, we get discovery because we've, we've proved that they are fertile. They have, they have gold grades of depth. When we hit that point, that project essentially becomes a standalone project. We will look at, uh, uh, we will look at an earning partner. Uh, we may look at a trade sale. Uh, we may look at just funding at the equity level of that project. We have structured everything such that New Peak has got a whole series of different subsidiaries in these different countries. And we are very flexible in the way that we can uh, monetize or, or raise capital uh, for that individual project. So um, I guess that, I hope that answers uh, the question sort of succinctly. Yeah, it, it, that really helps. So when you say optionality, because again, it's a word just bandied around, is you're saying each project has the ability to be monetized at different stages. It's But we've got to rely on your ability to work out which ones at what time, in which order, and and... And then I guess utilize that money to enhance the projects which you do want to retain some some level of control on going forward. Okay, I got uh, well, it. Yeah, look, uh, you know we're not we're not control freaks. We we you know we're we're here for the shareholders, not for ourselves. Um, and uh, I think that uh, you know the, the the we we will get discovery. I mean, Catchy, for instance, in Argentina is looking superb. I, I don't think we've got far to go before that one is is up and running. Uh, and we, we've got a, another couple of thousand metres that we're drilling at the moment. I think we, we will get there. And then, you know, look, we've got some of the big boys uh, that have been speaking to us about the Argentine projects and they've been uh, in due diligence uh, on those projects now for over 12 months. So we, we've got this sort of earn-in uh, ability uh, or process uh, already happening. Whether we go down that, that line or not, uh, we'll make the decision that we believe is best for the shareholders uh, at the time. But, uh, you know, we, 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 we have that ability uh, to be able to bring these guys in if they, if they so choose and we, and we choose as well. Why is it taking 12 months to do diligence? Uh, the larger companies operate fairly slowly um, and they've been waiting for us to commence the drilling. So we couldn't get the drilling done last year. Now that we're drilling, uh, we've had them on site. Uh, they've been uh, down there with our exploration team 
And, um, you know, they, they will sit back and wait till we make that discovery. You know, these, 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 uh, these gentlemen, uh, you know, they, they've got their own objectives. I mean, they're large companies and there's a lot of, there's a lot of competition uh, for projects out there. So, uh, you know, they've, they've got their eyes on a lot of different things. Uh, but, uh, you know, when that project has success, you know, they'll be knocking on the door and, and, and looking to do something with us. Right. Okay. So I just want to be clear. So the, the, maybe diligence isn't the right word. They are aware of your project. You've had discussions with them. When you've done what you need to do, they'll be back in having a look. Is that where, what's that? Correct. Got it. Okay. Well, understood. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I say, thank you for going through that because there's so much. I was We were doing the research and I was yeah. like, oh my goodness, I, I'm... I'm doing more work on this than I do for some big companies because there's so many moving parts. Um, so that's really interesting, and I'm, I'm trying to, and I'm trying to work out whether or not you're real. You have not really let go of Argentina as the kind of your your child uh, not, project. Not at all. No, right, okay, because because it, it kind of feels like you've picked up some great optionality elsewhere in the world, which you think you can monetize and then bring it back and, and work in Argentina. But you're saying. Right now, all projects are open for any form of monetization at the right time. Yeah, no, Argentina uh, is a is a is a prime objective as ours. It was off the radar for a, a year or so ago, but it's back on the radar because Argentina is a great place for a mining investment at the moment. Um, and we believe that this catchy project and the Lasapinius projects are going to really be company makers. But that's not having you know. But but Finland and, and New Zealand. They'll be there as well. We will put um, schemes in place, funding schemes, uh, corporate schemes to allow us uh, to um, um, to have success in each of these projects or these uh, countries. Um, you know, as a, as a board, we have a lot of experience in um, in the capital side uh, and the stru- corporate structural side of the business. Not just ex- we're not we're just not explorers. We're entrepreneurs, um, uh, if you like. We're geoscientist entrepreneurs, but we've all got quite incredible business skills. Uh, and um, you know what, what we're interested in doing is making money for the shareholders, which includes ourselves. We have a lot invested uh, in New Peak, and we'll make the prudent decision for our shareholders as to which path uh, we would follow. If New Zealand doesn't work out, we'll be leaving it behind. Uh, if Finland's the same thing, Argentina, you know, as I said, uh, this mineral exploration game, there's a lot of risk uh, uh, and you can turn over many different projects before you actually get the big one. Uh, that's, just, that's, just, that's just our business. Uh, we're very good at it. Uh, we've had a lot of experience in it. Uh, and uh, as a board, we'll, um, we'll ensure that uh, we, we'll get that success happening. Brilliant. David, appreciate your time. Stay in touch. Let us know how you get on. Okay, thanks very much, Matthew. Cheers. Been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.